BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of Unreasonable Doubt is brought to you by Bruch. Bruch is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With powerful sonic technology and ultra-gentle bristles, the Bruch redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like that feeling when you just leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. My listeners get 15% off off their total purchase with code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine today. Bruce. I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drink your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello? From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. And this is Neil Stone. This is off-season episode nine. TBT brackets. There's more than NCAA brackets. We're less than a month out, Neil, from TBT. It's coming. Do you have your tickets to go to Charleston to the Civic Center? I don't. Not yet. Come on, man. You're slacking. It's the best event in Charleston since. Um... All right. So best Virginia went out of pocket. Dude, you, when you go over 10 guys, you got to pay a thousand dollars and best Virginia did that. And they got Alex Ruoff. Yes. Crafty veteran. Great pickup. In my opinion, shooting Alex Ruoff can still shoot the basketball very well. Playing a lot in Germany last couple of years getting it done getting still getting paid to play professional basketball and he's a good he's a great leader um you know when Huggins took over for Beeline Ruoff was the one who stepped up and showed him the one three one defense um you know he's always helping the younger guys on the floor you know his senior year I I really like him being there um you know being the veteran you know, helping out. I, I like that. 1-0 versus Duke. That's yep. such a great game. 
so they're 11 deep now, and the 64 teams were selected earlier this week. And Best Virginia is a two seed in the Charleston yep. bracket. The Yacht Elmores are a three seed. So we have a scenario where both teams from West Virginia need two victories to play against each other in Charleston, West Virginia, the alumni version of what was it called? Like the friends of Cole classic or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's too many words. So best Virginia starts Neil Saturday, July 17th, 2 PM. They're playing something called Woco Showtime, which is, uh, I think it's a Wofford alumni team. Yes. So they're the 15th seed. And then the winner of that game plays the winner of D2, which is not a boy band. It's a roster made up of Division II stars. And Bleed Virginia, which is either a TBT team made up of players with links to Virginia or it's a train song. I don't, it's one or the other. (laughs) Neil, it's hard to know what we're dealing with in TBT, who's good and who's bad. It's all it's all all star teams, but give me your thoughts about Best Virginia's draw in the Charleston region. I really like it. Um, I've looked through not extensively at all the rosters or anything, but I know there's some former NBA players on these other teams, um, some good uh, former college players, and I think it's it could be the most exciting bracket um, that they that of the four. Um, you know, with, with Best Virginia, with the showing that they had two years ago, and Juwan Staten goes down, doesn't get to play in their final game, you know, who knows what they could have done in that particular game. Um, you know, so he's back, and I think they've built – although I'd like to see uh, Devin Williams back um, off of that team, but I, I think they've built an even better team around that. And I, I like their chances. I really do. The addition of Tariq Phillip, the addition of Sagaba Kanate, yep. the addition of Alex Ruoff. We got some youth with uh, Chase Harler, Logan Rout. So it's – they got all the bases covered. And John Flowers, great shooter, really developed his three as a pro. Kevin Jones could shoot the ball. They can play a lot of different styles. I'm excited. So then the question becomes, will Best Virginia play her debt in Charleston? Will it be the alumni Friends of Cole game redo the third? I hope so. Be so great. Yeah. I I, I think Best Virginia will be there, and I could be biased with that uh, in saying that I I don't know if her debt will will make it. Because, again – they are just like their college team. They're going to live and die by the three. So to be able to do that for that many games in a row when they're not playing, but this time of year, really. Right. I think it's going to be tough for them. But heard that strong showing last year, the Elmore brothers. It's such a great picture. Odd Elmore guarding Joe Johnson. (laughs) Nobody can ever – I don't care what I – don't, I don't have a hate for Marshall. I love the idea of Elmore and Joe Johnson playing basketball against each other. So, 
TBT and the one seed in the Charleston region is the runner up in the whole thing last year. So the sideline cancer team, they had a guard that was just lighting it up last year. I'm guessing he's coming back. Um, so that's not a slouch team. We'll see how they do. It's just hard to gauge. I mean, people, you have to know what everybody's doing around the world to have an idea yeah. who they got. But if I see a name, I can recognize a name like great college player. But they're like 5, 10, 12 years out from playing college basketball. And so all of them have gotten better at basketball, I would assume. I have no idea how to, how to handicap it. But the, you know, so a lot of things going for TBT. The Elam ending, when you watch an NBA playoff game earlier this week where it takes 30 minutes for the last, you know, two minutes of the game, the Elam ending nips that in the butt. Fantastic idea. Love that in TBT. Alumni teams, Marshall, West Virginia, there's a Kansas State team, Syracuse, Ohio State. Great. Alumni teams are great. There's teams playing for charity. Great. But the best part, Neil, for me is these team names. And they're all over the map. And it, it, it's so over the map that we're going to play a game now, Neil. Is this a 2021 TBT team name? So I'm going to give you a name and you tell me if it's real and they're in the 2021 TBT tournament or they're not. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. LA Fitness. Uh, no. You are correct, but there is an LA Cheaters team. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, they're very forthright of their strategy, which is the cheat. There yep. are going to be referees in the game, so I don't know how they're going to do that. Next team, Kimchi Express. Yes. There is a team. <laughs> do you like Kimchi, Neil? I can't say that I, 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 I'm not sure. I, I don't know. You've never had kimchi? No. It's a Korean vegetable dish. Uh, I would describe it as uh, vinegary. Mm, then probably not. Okay. <laughs> but it opens up the opportunity. There's not a lot of teams with food in the title. So I'm excited that Kimchi Express is representing for food named teams. Next team. Teletubby time. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope that's not a team. There's, there is not. But there is a tubby <laughs> team. There is a, a team called Tubby Time. Okay. And I don't know if these are guys that play for Tubby Smith. I don't know how many tubbies there are. That's the only tubby I can think of. Uh, but there is a tubby team, but not Teletubby time. Uh, next team, Cadillac Curves. Real or not real? Uh, no, that okay. is correct. It's not, it's not a real team. It's, uh, a kid I used to play, uh, farm team baseball with who said he had that pitch, the Cadillac curve next pitch. <laughs> we didn't believe him. I don't know if he even had a curveball. next team, the founding fathers. They are in our bracket. Yes, now, they are in our bracket. It's a James Madison alumni team. Yeah. So the founding fathers are in. Hopefully they're wearing wigs or uh, like point break masks. I don't know if that's legal or not. And then the final, you've done great. You're five for five. Here's the last one. The Aftermath All-Stars with Dr. Dre as the general manager. 
Uh, I hope that is. It is not. It, it is, is not. not. But uh, once again, and Devin Williams has played for this team, a Floyd Mayweather back team, the money team. But the aftermath All-Stars, I do wish it was a thing. Not a thing. But Kimchi Express, Best Virginia, Heard That, Tubby Time, and 60-some other teams across four regions are going to play winner-take-all $1 million. I'm excited about it, and it's right around the corner. Let's talk about WVU stuff next and Random Thoughts. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Summer's almost here, and you know what that means. Embroidery. I don't know if embroidery has anything to do with summer, but Dyer Prime knows about embroidery, and they can help you with your embroidery needs. Embroider a hat. Embroider a polo. Embroider a t-shirt. Think of something that needs embroidered. Dyer Prime can do that for you. Start your summer off with embroidery with Dyer Prime, 304-767-4445, or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. All right, random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Let's go more towards WVU currently. Neil, a late roster addition, the last roster addition for now, Jamel King. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. From Scottsdale, Arizona. This guy was committed to New Mexico, decommitted earlier this month, and I believe sight unseen, signed with West Virginia. So he's a six foot seven small forward in my head. I don't know anything about incoming freshmen. But he's a six-seven small forward, and we need somebody backing up Jalen Bridges. So I'm assuming he's going to battle for those minutes. Neil, I checked out his YouTube highlights. Lots of threes, quirky drives to the basket, kind of a weird finisher, but mostly threes. And his YouTube highlights remind me of a Lamont West, a, oh. a, a little bit quicker, but yeah. like the the. The shot where he's he's definitely shooting in front of his face, but he, he can get away with it because he's 6'7". Right. Uh, but Lamont West, he could light it up from three. Uh, that was a thing that happened. So what do you well, think about Jamal, Jamel King joining uh, the team? I'd like to see a uh, video on him, like what you've done on YouTube. But um, yeah, to me, the 6'7", swing guy, I don't feel like you can have too many of them. Um, I, I liked a couple of years ago. Now, they didn't perform as well as I would like for them to, but like you were talking about with Lamont West and that group of guys, we had a ton of six, 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 seven guys who felt like they could shoot from the perimeter, you know, game in and game out. Um, I like having that if you're not going to have a traditional uh, two-guard, two-forward, and center setup like we typically don't have. Right. So I, I like that. I like having depth there. Um, that's that's the hole. That's the hole in the roster. And we've got like 35 guys, it feels like, yeah. with the the senior transfers and Taz and Gabe getting an extra year. It's right. way more well, than the normal. 
and the shooters we've had recently are in more of the six four six five area uh having that little extra bit of height maybe pulling a, a forward out opening up the lane um yeah we we definitely need that yeah so so here's the thing neil king makes the third incoming freshman for this class the sixth new guy overall so lots of turnover the last time we had this kind of turnover new guys coming into the program was the sad year like it was the the Jordan McCabe, Derek Culver, uh, Emmett Matthews, sad season. So tell me why I should not be concerned that this season is setting up for a repeat of the sad season, well, strictly based on turnover. Right. Well, because what we've got out of the six that you're talking about, three of them are transfers. Three of them have experience playing college basketball. Now they have to learn the Huggins way of playing college basketball, but they're older, they're more mature. Um, what you're comparing is, uh, you know, McBride and, and those guys, you have to compare them to the Fab Five of Michigan where it's all those freshmen playing and going to the national championship game. Um, it, that's a rare feat. <laughs> Right. Have, so it's, I mean, it's not seven freshmen. Well, you're right. We've got some. Yeah. And let me ask you this question. You talk about they got to learn about Bob Huggins style. Isn't I could argue that everybody has to learn how to play poly polycap style. Fair or unfair? Fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to sell the myth of poly polycap being like the the alpha of all alphas. I love everything about Poly Polycap. I've only seen highlights, but I don't want to mess with Poly Polycap. And I, I think him and Gabe are going to get along. And uh, and I like I like that. I think they're cut from the same cloth. Are you drawn to his highlights or his name? I, the name is fantastic. <laughs> the six foot eight barrel chested um, garbage. A garbage man player, I, I'm not not in the nicest way, like uh, being shooting everything two feet and in. I love all that. I love that kind of player. Uh, but the name is really something that, that draws my <laughs> attention. Uh, okay, so you've convinced me it's different than three years ago. Who's McBride in Chicago attending the NBA Draft Combine. One of the guys from ESPN posted a video of uh, Deuce McBride just like making 10 or 12 threes in a row at the combine for the onlookers and saying nice things and that he's moving up in the draft charts. He's mostly in the late first round now, kind of moving up across the board and all the people that follow this stuff. Uh, you know, Kanate went as a sophomore before the sad season the, and he was injured that season but he went as a sophomore to the draft combine. He turned some heads and showed well, and then he decided to come back. Will Deuce do the same, or is he? Or videos like this and and comments about how well he's showing, uh, is he going to take a shot after two seasons with WVU and go to the NBA? I'm afraid because of the way he he keeps going up the ladder. I'm afraid he may be hearing all the, the things that he wants to hear. I'm afraid he won't be back. Um, I mean, even the measurements that they got off of him, he's 
he's in the tops of the point guards and in, in these measurements that they pay attention to. Um, you know, he was first in a six foot eight wingspan. He was first with nine inch hands. He was in the top six for his height without shoes and, and with shoes. <laughs> Didn't know that was a thing for without and, and with. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the third for his standing reach. I mean, all these things I didn't know were a thing, but but obviously they pay attention to it or they wouldn't do it. And he's, you know, he's in the tops of the point guards for that. Um, the one thing I saw was when ESPN and Yahoo both had him 30th pick going to Utah, and one of them said he would be a backup point guard. Now, the one thing I would think is, you know, why would you come out so early from college to be a backup? Now, I know if you take the money out of it, why would you do that? You put the money in, then you understand why. You know, that, go and get paid. I, I get that. But you take the money out of it, I don't know why you'd leave so soon to be a backup. It's an interesting thought. I would say most rookies are going to be backups. You know, your, your top, your lottery guys have the best chance of starting. And if you're not in the lottery, and even early lottery, like late in the lottery, it's not like you're getting a starting spot. Like Kate Cunningham's going to be a starter. Like yeah. I feel confident saying that. Uh, and then the other guys that are at the top of the list with, with love and respect to those guys that I, I don't have their names. But like, you know, even if Deuce comes back and gets into the late lottery, that backup thing still probably applies. Uh, and so if, if he continues to impress and continues to get late first round, which is, you know, two years guaranteed money, that's, I don't know how, I'm not afraid. I think that's a good sign for his pro prospects. And I think his competitiveness and him as a sophomore impressing these people with the, the measurables, as well as I'm telling you, him shooting over 40% from three is the biggest reason that people are looking at him add the measurements. And then they say, they go to the stats and say, Oh shoot, he shot 41% from three. Then that's, that's something Carter didn't have as a sophomore. And some of these guys don't have him shooting the three. So well in this, in this last year has, I think more than anything has, has improved his draft stock. Well, you take in consideration also, he wasn't even considered an NBA prospect when the season began. And now here he is as a first rounder, possibly. Yeah. It's uh, either way. We wish him the best of luck. Sean McNeil, not at the NBA combine. And I don't know where Sean McNeil's at. I mean, Taz announced weeks ago that he's coming back over a month ago, probably Culver announced uh, it feels like months ago that he's not coming back and signed with an agent. And we're sitting at the end of June, Neil, and nothing from Sean McNeil. And so it's like, and he doesn't have to say anything for another few weeks. No news is good news, right? Or is it not good news? So I'm going to, here's the scenarios. McNeil is either going to get paid to play basketball somewhere in the world. He's going to go into the transfer portal or he's coming back to WVU. Rank those scenarios for me from most likely to least likely in your mind. 
in my mind, I think it's he's he comes back. Okay. He's in the transfer portal. He goes pro. I, I think one way or the other, he's playing college basketball next year. But I think he'll come back. He, it's a program he's used to. It's a program that he got noticed in. He, he was given the freedom to shoot the way he did last year. And it might be a little late to get in the transfer portal. I mean, most of the places he might want to go may have already met their needs for next year. So, Again, I, I have no information, no inside sources. I'm not hearing anything. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't say, unless he's just like uh, a college student that said, hey, I'm going to, you know, see what's out there for pro prospects. And then, you know, doesn't think about it, enjoys his summer as a college student would. And then somebody yeah. with WVU like, hey, man, are you coming back or not? And might want to let some people know, oh, okay. And then he does it. That's definitely in play too. It's just we haven't heard anything from Sean McDowell. So I don't know what yeah. to do with that. He may just be sitting on a beach somewhere. <laughs> and yeah. God bless him if he's doing that. That's fantastic. But the fans want to know what are we doing, yeah. Sean? He may be just sitting down there laughing, knowing the other guys are running on the treadmill. <laughs> yes. And they're back in the practice facility. It's great to see Instagram with. The guys in the practice facility, the alumni getting into the practice facility. I mean, all this stuff that didn't happen last year, we're getting back to normal, and I love that. But, Sean McNeil, just let us know what you're going to do, okay? All right. Neil's hot take. Neil is here, and he has a hot take. It's coming up in Final Thoughts. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. On Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. My friend Neil Stone rarely has a hot take. Thus, the segment is called Neil's Hot Take. Neil, what is your hot take this week? I am going to steal one from, of all sources, Stephen A. Smith. Okay, I'm excited. I, I do not typically agree with him, and I don't necessarily agree with him on this one. But after... Um, the Suns made it to the Western Conference Final. Um, he declared Devin Booker to be the next Kobe Bryant. Now, I do not necessarily agree with that. Because he said, right now, with Magic Johnson sitting here next to me, you know, I, I'm going to say this right now, Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. I do not agree with that necessarily I do feel he is underrated um, you know he doesn't get enough praise along the lines of the Durants the Hardens the Westbrooks uh, those guys he doesn't get enough praise and he's he's overshadowed on his own team with Chris Paul being there I feel he's the best player on his team that 
doesn't get enough credit on his own team having Chris Paul there. So your hot take that you don't necessarily believe is that Devin Booker is the next Kobe Bryant. It, it, it's more of he's a he's underrated, and I believe he's he possibly one of the top five players in the league right now. Wow! All right, all right, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Top oh. five players. I'll let you think of that, and let me give you my opinion on Devin Booker because right. I've I've paid attention to the Suns because of Javon Carter. And Devin Booker in the last two seasons, and the people that pay attention more than I do, are saying what you're saying. That he doesn't get nearly the amount of respect that he should. The way he carried himself in the bubble at the end of last season where the Suns did not lose a game. And once they figured out how to, once he figured out how to play with Chris Paul, their record is ridiculous. Uh, ridiculously good. And he single-handedly closed the casket on the Lakers in the first round. And he's been great. I mean, we're Kobe Bryant, depending on who you talk to, is like top, nobody would argue top 10, top 10 player of all time. Maybe people would yeah. argue with me on that. Top 15 player of all time, Kobe Bryant. And so if you're saying Devin Booker is going to end up being a top 15 NBA player of all time. I uh, I don't. I'm hesitant to do that. But uh, and Devin Booker did not make NBA first team, second team, or third team. Just telling you what people that right. uh, vote on this stuff think of Devin Booker. I have a hard time with him being the next Kobe Bryant, but both could be true in that he cannot be the next Kobe Bryant and he's undervalued as a NBA superstar. And he is a superstar. Yes. And I would say, and we're, if we're doing lists, top five shooting guard in the league and probably like in the top three shooting guards and how he doesn't make a, an all NBA list is weird. Yes, I, okay. I totally agree. Um, so you're one of my five? Yeah, give me your top five. Uh, LeBron. Uh-huh. Durant. Uh-huh. Curry. Uh-huh. Harden. Okay. Booker. <laughs> so two-time MVP, Giannis, not a top five guy. Well, I had to put him a five because I, I already said that. Giannis <laughs> is is, is, is staring in at, at six, trying to get yeah. into the top five circle. Yeah. I'm giving you a hard time. It It's something that people say, top 10, top five, top 20, without having a top five. Yeah. In the, nobody, and it's just subjective, dude. It's like, I don't know if, uh, I would say a two-time MVP is probably and and killing it right now in the conference finals with the chance to make it to the the NBA finals for the first time. I he I would argue he's a top five guy, well, Giannis. But I don't have a top five. I liked your list until you didn't say Giannis would be well, my opinion. And honestly, Harden maybe ranked too high there because he doesn't play defense. All he does is dribble and score. 
And Jokic just had a, an amazing season and doing、mm-hmm. things that、uh, I don't know if I've seen before. And he won the MVP this year. And he's not、yeah. a top five guy. Again, it's overshadowed. It's overshadowed by, you know, the, again, the Hardens, the Westbrook, which Westbrook, you know, he's a triple double machine. He is. Was not healthy at the end of the year, but when healthy, he's、yeah. the number one. So that's the thing. He's probably the number one shooting guard. If he's a, I mean, what does he play? I don't know. What are we talking about? I don't know. This Harden has, he was running the point in Houston. I guess he's a shooting guard. I don't know what he is. Positionless he's basketball. He's whatever he wants to be. Okay. Hashtag <laughs> positionless basketball. That's、yeah. it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Podcasts, Audible. I don't know if this is on Audible or not. Gasbox. Subscribe to the podcast. And if it doesn't say subscribe, hit the follow button. Whatever button you hit so the, the podcast shows up on your device, do that. That helps the podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This is Neil Stone. This has been Unreasonable Doubt WVU for the 2020 2021 season. They were 19 and 10. Dude, do you hear a cat? Do you hear my cat? <laughs>